Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of Tech, Linux, and Hacker Culture. I'm your host, JR Swab. You can find me on the internet everywhere, JR Swab. Mastodon, Twitter, Steemit, Google Plus, if you use that. I mean I'm I'm everywhere. Even on that new thing called Vero that I don't use, but same name. So today we're talking about what I titled Powerful Effects of Ergonomic Technology. And while these podcasts are usually focused on actual technology, I think this is a very important subject that pertains to my life and pertains to a lot of people's lives who spend a lot of their time on the computer. But, have to disclaimer, have to disclaimer, have to disclaim, I am not a doctor. The information in this post is all based off my personal experience formed from research and ex- and. I guess, well, I will say experience again, but yeah, experience. So please take nothing I say in this post as a surefire way to heal any pain or injury or cure anything. It is always better to be see a trained professional than listen to some random nerd on the internet. And disclaimer, if you have pain in any of the areas we mentioned today, it would be your best interest to take measures to fix the problems at the source. As these pains get worse, we put ourselves at risk for serious surgeries we might be able to prevent. One of my friend, one of the friends that I have that I met through the office, the office I work in, has surgery on his arm due to severe repetitive strain injury, called RSI. From the NHS.UK website, it says repetitive strain injury is a general term used to describe the pain felt in muscles, nerves, and tendons caused by repetitive movements and overuse. It's also known as a work-related upper limb disorder or non-specific upper limb disorder. So clearly, it's going to be in your fingers, your wrists, your arms, etc. This can happen to any part of the body that works in a repetitive manner, however. For us geeks, RSI is most common in our fingers, wrists, and arms, as I said. We need to make this a major concern of ours if we allow the pain to form or linger with no effort to fix it at the source, we may end up in a state where we can no longer use a computer, and that would be terrible. I've dealt with RSI in my hands for a few years and just took it as normal for the amount of time I spent on the computer. This is not the case. We can have our cake and eat it too. It only takes a little discipline, time, and maybe some money to improve the pain we deal with every day. The rest of this podcast will focus on the hands since this is where I had, have had the most pain, but since I've solved the pain. I do have lower back pain and still working to find the best approach to ease the pain. Standing seems to help, but not as much relief as I like. Also, I've been started doing exercises that target the lower back muscles. This seems to help as well. It kind of depends on how long I sit down for though. If you deal with lower back pain, try alternating between standing and sitting, as it it shows. It sh- I have seen it helped uh, to ease my pain, but it's not eliminated the pain. So keep that in mind. Also, let me know if you solve this issue with another method, as I would love to nip this in the bud. So, fingers and wrists. This is an area I have dealt with for some time now, and only in the last few months have I seen any success. There are many options out there to deal with finger or wrist pain, and it all has to do with typing. This makes sense because it is where our fingers do all the work each day, especially if you don't like using a mouse like myself. 
there's a there's a statistic that on at that the average office worker who uses a computer as their main tool for eight hours a day will move their fingers between twelve and sixteen miles on a QWERTY keyboard. Seems a bit drastic, but that's what I've read. I've also seen statistics saying that it's as low as three miles. So do your own research. But even then, three miles of distance for your fingers, no wonder we get this kind of pain. Our hands were not designed to do this kind of work. The first step to help reduce the strain on our hands and wrists is to buy a better keyboard. You'll find ton of, a ton of ergonomic keyboards online. The one I use in my office is the Kinesis Freestyle 2, thanks to the company making the purchase for me. It's not a cheap keyboard, and to be honest, it helped my wrists more than my fingers by the way it's positioned. The Freestyle 2 has the ability to tilt into a more natural position for the wrists. The keyboard angles at 5, 10, and 15 degrees. Typing at a slant takes getting used to, but it was no worse than getting a new laptop and having to learn the keyboard for the first time. Our fingers can adapt quickly to the change in format, especially if it's the same layout you've always used. The only downside to the Kinesis 2 Freestyle 2 is that it's not a mechanical keyboard. Many of us love the feel and sound of Cherry MX switches found on many mechanical devices. Only a few ergonomic keyboards come with mechanical switches, but the price is even higher still than the Freestyle 2. This is because it's such a specific niche to fill, I assume. I will say that for finger pain, I have found that the Cherry MX clear switches on my mechanical keyboard help the best, and I don't have finger pain like I do on most keyboards, especially those laptop-style keyboards that you find on many new laptops, such as MacBooks, Chromebooks, and everything else in between. If you still have pain after a few months changing your keyboard, whether it's in your fingers or wrist, depending on what you do, if you buy a nice mechanical keyboard with the best switches for your fingers, your fingers might not have as much pain anymore, but your wrist still might have pain. So that's kind of how it goes. But if this is the case, you might be one of the unlucky ones, or lucky, maybe. This is where I fit in, and I had to change the layout of my keyboard. Once you find one that has the best track record for solving your specific issue, you get the, the joy of learning to type again. It's both incredible and terrifying and freeing, that's three things, to learn a new keyboard layout. It's terrible, terrible because our fingers have years of ingrained muscle memory that we now are working to reverse. Also, there's the brain rewiring going on. This all adds up to the most frustrating two weeks of your life. I know this firsthand, and yet it is, it is freeing to know that you're working towards a less painful experience. I made this switch to the Dvorak Simplified Keyboard at the end of October 2017, and I will never, never go back to QWERTY. At this time, I experienced no finger pain when typing for long periods of time on a good keyboard. I must say, on a good keyboard. When I'm using the laptop-style chiclet keys, as they call them, I still get finger pains because the keyboards are just terrible. Typing on my mechanical keyboard with Cherry MX clear switches, I have no finger pain at all. If I could have those switches on a Kinesis Freestyle 2 with a tilt, I would probably have no pain at all. I don't have much pain on my wrist anyway at home on this keyboard. I'm not entirely sure the reason why. It might be the position of my wrists when I'm typing. Most likely is. But look into it. While Dvorak 
claims to have better, faster typing speeds don't change for the speed. Some things say it's only a 5% increase, as a friend of mine told me on Mastodon. That's what he kind of worked out to be. And granted, it probably is only a 5% increase, but people seem to increase their speed over time indefinitely, whereas in QWERTY, there's, there seems to be a cap on their speeds. Typing on Dvorak feels totally different. Your fingers don't move nearly as much. If your fingers are moving three miles on a QWERTY keyboard, they're moving maybe a half a mile to a mile on the Vorak, and that's just less movement overall because the majority of the keys that you use the most, actually all of the most used keys for letters, are on the home row. So you don't have to move your fingers much. You can type, I believe it's 70% of all key, all words, all keystrokes even, are on that home row. Whereas on QWERTY, I, I, if I remember correctly, it's somewhere like 32%. It's a big difference. So keep that in mind. But do these things. It's very important for your hands and wrists because we have to do this. We choose to do this for the rest of our lives and not being able to do what we love and work on computers and be technology nerds and, and, and these old school hackers that love Linux and making things would be a shame if we can't do it anymore. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your time. This was the Tech Linux and Hacker Podcast. Something like that. I never remember the name. I still can't remember the name. I've been doing this for how long? Thank you for listening. If you want to support, I'm on CMIT. If you're on CMIT, you can come by and upvote my stuff. Or you can go to patreon.com slash at JRSWAB and subscribe. If you subscribe, let me know because I don't think anyone subscribed yet. So I don't check it very often, but let me know, like message me on Twitter or something so I can get perks. And if you are one of the first ones there, we can talk about perks together to make it worth your time. Thanks again. Until next time, stay nerdy.